Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central here on SportsGrid, SportsGrid.com. Thanks for making us a part of your day here on this Friday. Plenty of fantasy football to come. Ten minutes away from Jim Sanis joining us here on the show. DFS preview over on FanDuel. Then Joe Pizapia joins us here on the show. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. Here are our headlines as we begin this second hour of the program. Game three of the World Series tonight. No designated hitter as the series heads to Atlanta. We'll hear from Dusty Baker on that coming up. Mavs Nuggets, solid game tonight, seven-game NBA slate. Also college football action, Navy Tulsa, UNLV Nevada over on the college ranks. And, uh, boy, Dak Prescott, seemingly iffy for Sunday night football, going to have to affect my fantasy team, one of them at least, probably a lot of Davises, I'm guessing, this week. He wants to play, says it's not fully his decision. 50-50 feels like at best for him. But, of course, game three is here of the World Series. They go to the National League Park, Truist Park, the home of the Atlanta Braves. Dusty Baker talked about his players getting acclimated to playing not just in the NL, but playing in a ballpark that they have never played in before. You know, it's a different league, you know, different responsibilities for different people. Um, You know, my outfield is going to be the best uh, that I can come up with that day. Uh, um, It's a bit of a disadvantage that our guys can't really we're working on now trying to get on the field for a few minutes because a lot of these guys have never played here and and uh, um, somebody informed me the last time he played here was 2017 I guess it was and that's that's a long time ago to not be familiar with the you know with the field with the dimensions and the caroms and and the corners so we're going to try to get out there and learn the best we can and uh you know, that's why we wanted to, you know, to carry Marwin to give us an additional, the second part of your question, an additional uh, guys off the bench or potential double switches, even though there's not a bunch of guys that you want to double switch with to get out of your out of your lineup. So, uh, you know, it does present some challenges, but, you know, uh, you know, we think we have some guys that can, that are ready for it. Chandler up. I would not be worried, Davis, about Marwin Gonzalez taking anybody's defensive spot, but a nice gesture for Dusty to put him back on the roster. Of course, Marwin Gonzalez won the World Series with Houston and got paid a lot of money, and you probably can't tell me where he was after that point, I'm guessing. But um, Minnesota Twins. Oh, good. Good job. Well done. (laughs) Okay, got a big contract. Wasn't wasn't the best, though, when he moved on from Houston after that World Series. Um, Okay, so to Dak Prescott we go here. So you're playing in fantasy in a 12-team league with one quarterback, and Dak is your quarterback Sunday night. What's the plan? You got to have you got to have you know um, a replacement option. So the best possible replacement option would be if it's possible for you to pick up Daniel Jones because then you would be able to delay that decision until Sunday night. My thought, though, is we'll probably know Sunday morning. We'll either know by the line, like Minnesota will be up to like a four and a half or a five point favorite or something like that, or the Cowboys will just have announced it, right? The Cowboys will have just said Dak's not playing. But regardless, all the teams where I have Dak Prescott, I actually spent my morning, uh, Very, I mean, very annoying that I had to do this, but I I spent my morning before we got on air and I went and made all my waiver claims in uh, the FFPC and the NFC, you know, no first come, first serve in those leagues. And I, I went through and I added a backup quarterback in all of those leagues. Got Daniel Jones where available. You know, of course, if Kirk Cousins was out there, that would uh, that would be just as good as well. But, you know, having to add some Tua against the Bills, Teddy Bridgewater against the Washington football team, 
you know, it's it's really it's really pretty rough out there if uh, if you need a replacement quarterback this week. All right, so let, let, let's take it a step further. You know, l- listen, Dad, me, you know, is going to be up against it on Sunday with Halloween. I mean, normally it doesn't matter for me, but this is going to be hard for me. So you just mentioned two quarterbacks that play early. So what if you don't know Davis going into Sunday at noon? Are you just going to play Tua? Like, is that what you're going to do? Yeah, I think if you don't know, because taking a zero at quarterback, I mean, you just can't do it, right? So if you're not able right. to get Kirk Cousins, you're not able to get Daniel Jones, then I think you just got to go with, with you know Teddy, Tua, Matt Ryan, just whoever whoever you can get out there. Uh, I I think you have to do I think you have to do it because. You, if we get, and I mean, worst case scenario is is they don't even if it's a game time call, right? They they don't even make Dak an active, and they're literally right. sitting there at six forty five Central Time, and they say, "All right, Dak can go, Dak can't go." It's just gonna, it's so annoying. And Cooper Rush is terrible, so it's not like one right. of those where oh, you pick up the backup quarterback. Like, just trust me on this. Do not pick up Cooper Rush. It is not going to end in any way that is going to benefit you. History sort of tells me by the four o'clock Eastern games, three o'clock by you, that you could have an answer. But I don't know about that early, like one o'clock Eastern. The good news, Davis, it's Dallas. And there's so much. It's like the Yankees, you know, like you pretty much everybody knows what's going on with them. If it was like Houston or the Rams, we may not know. But because it's the Cowboys, I feel you like there, there are some strong reporters who, who cover those teams that we probably will get an answer on that. All right. Well, I guess I got to make my moves there. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at the slate over on FanDuel this weekend. And Jim Sanis is going to join us. We'll go through quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. And then we'll dive more into some waiver wire slots, maybe some players to still pick up. Joe Pizapia will join us here on the show. We'll also get into the Washington situation. What do you do about Antonio Gibson moving forward? Do you have to prepare for plans later on in the season? Will he be around to play? Stay on the grid. We'll be right back. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It's Friday, so of course we take our first look. Probably not our first look, probably like our eighth look, but whatever it is, with the DFS slate coming up week eight in the NFL, we bring in Jim Sanis, of course, of Numberfire. You can follow Jim on Twitter. At Jim Sanis, as we wrap a little bit, talk about some of the games coming up this weekend. Jim, it's great to be with you here again. What's going on? Not too much, Craig. I think that uh, excited for this week because the main slate's always easy to get excited for, but like when you've got really good island games, I think that makes the week even easier. Like there are very few games I've been more excited for than Cowboys Vikings on Sunday. Like I think that game's gonna be amazing. So I'm pretty pumped for this weekend overall. Should be a good one. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing very well. Spoken like a true Minnesotan. I think that's- <laughs> 
fair. I think that's what you say, Minnesota. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. We've, we're reaching like almost the halfway point of the uh, of the fantasy football season, the DFS point. You know, before we get started, like I, I, we probably should come up with a name every week, like a theme that we have for this week in the DFS slate. I don't know that I'm looking for a name from you because I didn't prepare you for that. But <laughs> what what is the overall theme of this week? Balance. There you go, Craig. There's your word. Balance for this. Fast on your feet. I'm impressed. Exactly. I think for this week, because it's not because I love like the mid-range guys. I think the mid-range guys are pretty good. It's more so I hate the value of wide receiver. The wide receiver value is rough for this week. I think like the guys below 6,000, you can talk yourself into a couple, but you don't feel great about anybody. So to me, I feel like I want to have one running back in each salary tier, a stud, a mid-range, and a value play. But then with the goal of avoiding dumpster diving at wide receiver. So to me, a balanced lineup is is always attractive in a way because it does increase the floor, but I don't care about floor. I think that the the way to increase ceiling this week is via balance. And I think that's pretty counter to the way I usually want to play things, specifically a wide receiver. All right, so let's take a look at it. Let's start off with the quarterback position, and we start off with the matchup in Buffalo between the Dolphins and Bills, and Josh Allen is priced pretty highly this week. It is 8800 for Josh Allen, followed by Jalen Hurts, who's at Detroit, 8400 Tom Brady, always fair to play, 8300 Matthew Stafford of, of L.A. Rams goes up against Houston, 82 Justin Herbert, 79 And uh, I have a feeling as we move on, Jim, we're going to be talking a lot more about Joe Burrow, who's steadily climbing into the top five. What a great start he's had. Yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, unfortunately, too easy of a matchup this week against the Jets. So I think I do want to look at some guys in more competitive games. Tom Brady facing the Saints. That spread just tightened to four and a half. And I think that's actually a good thing for Brady because it means that game should be closer. Tough matchup for sure for the Bucks, But with the target tree being narrowed to Evans, Godwin, and Gronk, I think that's a good thing. It makes Brady easier to stack. So I do like Tom Brady quite a bit. I also do think Josh Allen is worth that salary at 88 because – I kind of think that game stays closer than the spread implies at 13 and a half. I have some faith in the Dolphins a little bit, so that's good for Josh Allen. But we know that Josh Allen will get work, whether it's a blood or not. They've had four wins this year. They've all been by 18 plus points and Josh Allen averaging 33 attempts per game in those games. So no concerns around him. You know, there is a blow to me. I think that the most intriguing game at quarterback is that Colts Titans game. You can poke a lot of holes in Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill, but they've got low salaries. That's good for our balanced approach. And I think that that game has a high total. It's got a tight spread. I think it makes sense on both sides. So if you want to spend it down, which I do at times, I think that Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill both grade out really well, but I'm also willing to spend up for Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see if New Orleans has the same success against Tampa. I think New Orleans beat Tampa twice last year. If I'm, if, am I right about that? I they they might have. I wouldn't really be that shocked about it because they, I, I they had some so. weird games. Yeah, I think New Orleans owned Tampa for whatever reason last year. All right, let's uh, take a look at the running back position. And Derrick Henry, of course, leads the way as he always does each week. Threw a touchdown last week, ten thousand five hundred <laughs> on Fanduel. We have Najee Harris of Pittsburgh against Cleveland at 9,000. Austin Eckler of the Chargers, 8,700. Jonathan Taylor's been on fire. He is 8,500. Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints is 8,400. Of course, the Saints have a new running back in town named Mark Ingram. What do you like at running back this week? I think in the top tier, I like the two guys in that same game, Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. Once again, I think that just their workloads are too good right now. Taylor is getting every red zone chance for the Colts right now, which may be a ding for Carson Wentz, but it's very good for Jonathan Taylor. So $8,500, great style for him. Henry worth his salary too. In the mid range, my two favorite guys are DeAndre Swift and Cordero Patterson. Uh, Swift is $7,900. He's facing the Eagles. This is the first time all year that the Lions have faced a poor defense. They've had a lot of tough matchups. We've seen Swift do well, even in tougher spots. So giving him a softer matchup here against a team that is susceptible against the rush and against pass catching backs, that's great for Swift. Patterson's role is just very good in a very good game against Carolina. So to me in the mid-range, those two guys are the standouts. Favorite values for me are Elijah Mitchell and Zach Moss. Elijah Mitchell, $5,800. Good role for the 49ers. Didn't catch passes in that monsoon, but did run routes on 14 or 30 dropbacks. So I don't think he's an active zero in the passing game could get us something there. He's kind of like the way I view him is like a discounted version of Damian Harris, who's $6,900 Mitchell 58. I think that works quite a bit. Moss $6,100. He has played 75% of the team snaps inside the red zone over the past four games. So to me, 
I think that Moss and Mitchell, the two favorite value plays, I'll probably have one of those guys in most of my lineups. Again, getting one back in each tier, uh, looking at Swift and Patterson in the mid-range, and Taylor and Henry for the most part in the stud range. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe we'll have McCaffrey to talk about uh, coming up, hopefully. Next great. Week. Love to have him back on the slate for sure. All right, uh, wide receiver. So this is the interesting part with, with really not a ton of value here. So I want to get into this one a little deeper. Cooper Cup. Uh, 9,200, of course. Jamar Chase is highest price of the season. He's at 8,200. I think De- this is Debo Samuel's highest price, too, if I'm not mistaken. It's 7,800 for San Francisco. DJ Moore, quarterback issues in Carolina, 7,700. Mike Williams is 7,600. And then uh, Mike Evans of Tampa Bay, who scored a few times last week, is <laughs> 7,500 this week against the Saints. I like everyone right around 7,000. I think they're great. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 73. We've got Chris Godwin at 72. And then Calvin Ridley is at 7,000 flat. I think all those guys are tremendous options this week. Diggs specifically, like, what can you say? I know that the Dolphins' corners are very good. Like, that is the strength for them for sure. But Diggs' volume is amazing. His quarterback is playing very well. So I think I want to go to Diggs. Godwin with no Antonio Brown. Really good rule. 11 targets last week, had a couple deep targets. I know that Evans, the guy who scored a lot, but Godwin had a good rule too and should get a good matchup here with the Saints. Calvin Ridley, 7,000. I'm just going to keep beating my head against the wall and seeing what happens. You know, I might as well just try it out. Uh, The rule is still really good. In the 6,000 range, Michael Pittman is $6,600 in that same game with the Titans and the Colts. He's had 23% of the overall targets, but 38% deep, and he's just mossing dudes every single week. So I think that that we want to keep going back to him once again here at 66. And then in the low 6,000 range, Devontae Smith, $6,200. Good role last week with no Dallas Goddard. Uh, and then also Jerry Judy coming off IR. I think he's worth a shot at 6,000 in his first game back for the Broncos. Yeah, play against Washington in that one. So let's close it out with tight end. What a week. <laughs> the big three. Uh, okay, so Travis Kelsey's on Monday night. He's not on the slate. Darren Waller is off, so he's not on the slate. George Kittle is hurt, so he's not on the slate. Mark Andrews is off, so he's not on the slate. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is the number one tight end on FanDuel this week, priced at 6800 followed by Mike Gusecki at 6300 TJ Hawkinson at 52 I mean, I guess Dallas Goddard is the next one down here at 5900 Wow, someone's going to make a lot of money picking the right tight end this week. And it's probably going to be Kyle Pitts, given the way he played last week. I think that the, the yardage upside at wide receiver at tight end is tough to duplicate because you're like, he said 119 plus in two straight games. TJ Hawkinson has not had 100 yards yet this year, and he's facing the Panthers. I think that's a good spot once again. So I think Pitts is well worth the high salary. If you can't quite get there, you want to spend down. I do want to go back to Tyler Higby again for like the 60th time this year, but still a really good red zone role. Just two touchdowns so far, but he has 27% of the team's red zone targets. So it's been weird. Uh, he hasn't done a whole lot so far, but for $5,300, you don't need a whole lot to pay off. So I do think that Higby is the low salary guy, Pitts the stud to focus on for this week. All right. Well, Jim, thanks again. Good luck this week. We'll catch up with you again next week. Closing in on Thanksgiving, my friend. Have a great weekend. The best slate of the year, Craig. And, and I think we get some good, pretty good games on Thanksgiving this year, too. So I'm pretty we excited do. for that one as we well. Do. We yeah. do. Always my uh, most fun holiday of the year, for sure. Jim Sanis, follow him on Twitter. Uh, all his work over at Number Fire, and of course, on FanDuel. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. Plenty more to come here on this Friday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. So make sure you stay right there on the grid. Giving you your sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Each and every Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can find myself, Joe Pizzapia, and Matt Stryker as we host Fantasy Sports Today, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., getting you ready for the upcoming week in fantasy football. And guess what? We're going to do it again this week. Joe Pizzapia joins me for a little preview of the show. Joe, it is great to see you this weekend. What's going on? It's good to see you, my friend. I'm curious how you're holding up after last week and all the buys, and finally we're getting all the players back. So hopefully uh, you made it out with at least one win in one of the the many, many two leagues that you're in. So hopefully you're doing okay <laughs> <True>. there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are they going with this many, many? Yeah, um, sarcasm. Yeah, my yeah the, sarcasm. the two the two leagues that I'm in, the two leagues that I'm in. So uh, one of them with the with the Phillies friends. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Joe. I, I said this on the show last week. A severe embarrassment for me. For the first time ever, and and I mean probably ever. I I, I dare I say I've been playing 25 years, Joe. I played an inactive player. I played mm. in, I played Ramondre Stevenson. I I, I don't I, I didn't. I, hear one. I mean, 12 o'clock. I went on. I didn't see anything. I had a party. The game begins. He went inactive at about 11:45 because I was doing the live stream of Fantasy Pros right, and nobody saw it coming. Every, nobody. Saw that coming, but that's Ramon. why you we wouldn't have won anyway. It didn't, ma- cool it didn't matter. Like uh, my playbook over at uh, because we have the autopilot feature, which is when you're away, it'll automatically swap it for you over at Fantasy Pros. How about that? Technology well, there you go, see. Fantasy Pros plug right there. Uh, okay. And then the other league, I was up 22 going into Monday night against Winston, and Winston fell short, so and ended up ended up getting a win there. So I, I kind of made it through, I think, and. And so I, I guess I'll start with the move that I made in both leagues. And, and there's probably a lot of people who are out there who are in a similar situation. So uh, I went on the waiver wire, Joe, in both leagues. One, where there it's a priority waiver system. Once mm-hmm. you use it, you go to the back of the line. You've played in those, I'm sure. Right, sure. And, and then the other one with the budget. And in both leagues, I, I uh, grabbed Boston Scott. On, I'm just tired. I, I, I'm tired of not having a second running back. And, I, and at least for one week, I know I'll have someone. Well, maybe for one week you have another body, but that's the problem is how much is he going to play? It probably seems unlikely at this point as I was recording this that Miles Sanders is going to be too useful. Kenneth Gainwell is that guy to me that I think is going to be more useful no matter what the format is because I think he's going to touch the ball a little bit more. He has the upside too for some big plays, not to mention if you are in a PPR, half PPR league, even if he catches four balls and basically has a repeat of last week's performance, well, that's going to get you 15 points. So the last week's performance was just there. It was fine. It was not part of the game plan. So you imagine him getting more practice time, more reps. Kenneth Gainwell has had some moments, too, in this year, whether it be the opening week or a few weeks ago, where he's showing you some flashes. He can get it done. Now, Boston Scott probably will get some of those carries as well. He could absolutely fall in the end zone against Detroit. That's not out of the realm of possibilities and outcomes. But at the same time, once again, it's the unknown factor and the lack of a good game plan from this Philadelphia offense that I struggle with the most because Jalen Hurts might not make it through this game. How does that change the dynamic of what's going on? And finally, Craig, here we go. We talked about it, I think, jokingly last week, but Gardner Minshew is going to be active this week. So we'll see what happens to Jalen Hurts here. All these fantasy owners are collectively holding their breaths. I can tell you that. How how in the world, by the way, you know, this was news to me. How was Minshew behind Flacco all season? How did that happen? I don't know. Some sort of uh, maybe a mustache uh, injury of some kind, just unable to do go. I I don't know what it was for Minshew, but look, whatever it is, we're here now. And we all know it's Philadelphia. If you lose to the winless Detroit Lions, somebody's going to pay for it. And that's going to be a problem. And going back all the way, I think, to Jameis Winston when he threw the the 30 picks that year, that's the last time I think we've had a QB one that we were worried about in fantasy not starting because he was going to get possibly replaced by somebody. It doesn't happen very often that a QB one in fantasy is in danger of losing his job, but 
You're talking about a guy who's a top five quarterback in scoring right now. He's been 20 points every single week. It's not always pretty, but you got to have a plan B right now. If you're a fantasy owner and Kirk Cousins is out there, if Carson Wentz is out there, I would absolutely be getting that insurance and picking him up if you, one of those two guys or someone like that, or even a Trevor Lawrence in a deeper league to cover your bases just in case things don't go well against Detroit. You know, it's really interesting with Hurts because I'm a big fan of his. I was a big fan of his in college. Me too. But because, I don't know, for whatever reason, I understand the distinction between how good he is in fantasy and what's really going on in reality. Like, I have a very clear picture of the, I'm watching these games, they're getting crushed. <laughs> like, he's just getting beat bad. Yeah. Then he comes in, he runs around a little bit, scores some touchdowns, and it's like, oh, in the end, he got 20 points. And Detroit's better, Craig, than the they Jets. Seem okay. Yeah, they're better than a few one or two win teams out there. They compete, especially on defense. They don't really have a lot of quit in them. Unfortunately, they don't have a lot of manpower and talent, but they don't quit. And that's the one thing that always makes them very dangerous. You saw them even compete against the Rams for four quarters. That's just the kind of team they are. They end up losing because they really don't have the same talent that measure up from a fantasy perspective. You know, all you got is basically swift and everything else. You want to leave it alone for the most part. But right. this is a very dangerous situation. They've only got, what, two wins in the last six games here, the Eagles. You cannot lose to a winless Detroit. I'm telling you, Monday morning in Philadelphia, you're, if that happens, there's going to be an ugly scene going on. They're, they're, I, you know, I, I think that's the way they're headed, though. I, I do think. I, I mean, they have three first-round picks next year. I, I don't think they're all that worried about it. Um, it's just my opinion. I just think this is a lost season for them, kind of like Seattle in a way, except for Seattle in, uh, in a bit more trouble. Um, okay, so Davis and I, earlier this week, we talked about the trade in the NFL, mm -hmm. which sent Mark Ingram to New Orleans. We'll see if we get any other trades before the deadline coming up next week. But uh, I, more, I mean, for me, I mean, Davis kind of thought, well, maybe, maybe Ingram is going to get some some run there in New Orleans. I mean, I, I don't know that I really see it that way. I was more interested on the Houston side because Houston still has to play like nine games. And I figure <laughs> there's one rushing touchdown between David Johnson and Lindsey somewhere. Mm -hmm. Before, yeah. They'll probably both get traded before the deadline, but you know how it works, Joe. This is the worst team probably in the NFL, the worst offense in the NFL, but we're we're scrambling for running back. So do you, do you pick up Lindsey now if he's sitting on the waiver wire? Do you dare play David Johnson? And what makes it more complicated is you get the scrambling quarterback back this week in Tyrod Taylor, who could take away from both of those guys because he is very good at running the football. So there's a chance you can see Brandon Cooks jettison from this roster in the next uh, few days as well. Uh, I think that if you are desperate for running back, Throwing a dart at David Johnson or Philip Lindsay, there's worse things you can do. And you're right. There's probably going to be a, a few touchdowns here and there sprinkled throughout. But trying to yeah, – you're probably already behind and things aren't going well for you in your fantasy football life if it's come to that. That's a bad situation to be in, unfortunately. And the Texans are just a bad team. They were a bad roster going in, and then you have an injury to the quarterback, and you knew things were going to fall apart. But you're right. Look, right now to cover your buys and things like that, I think Johnson and Lindsey have very low-end flex RB appeal at the very most. We're talking right around that RB36 right. range on a weekly basis, only because we're in bye weeks. So, yeah, during this time, you can add them if it matches up with a bye. And, and look, it's not a good matchup this week against the Rams, but some of these matchups coming up are going to be better than that. Can't get much worse. But, yeah, I think that Mark Ingram on the flip side is going to get a fair amount of carries. Mark Ingram might get a few touchdowns. He becomes actually the more valuable of the three even though he's in a backfield with Alvin Kamara, because now I believe that Mark Ingram is back in a place in an offense where he's comfortable that has far more scoring potential than the Houston Texans did. All right, let's uh, let, let's hit on another running back situation, one that, that I, I don't know what the second half is going to bring, and that's in Washington. Now, this week, Washington mm -hmm. plays Denver, and you know how I feel about Denver. They're just, it's just gone completely off the rails for them, not a shock. But for Washington, there was so much hope that Antonio Gibson would take the next step. And I was completely wrong about him last year. He far exceeded all of my expectations. Mm -hmm. But this year, he's he's gone completely the other way, Joe. He's fumbling like crazy. McKissick has definitely have a huge role on the team. And then, you know, I, I, I'm kind of rooting for Jarrett Patterson to get a little bit involved in the offense. Do you think that Washington is just looks at this and says, oh, you know, we're seven games under, whatever it is. Let's just keep playing Gibson until the end. Or do you think that they make a change there? How many times can Gibson fumble in the red zone without them making a move? It's the fumbles in the red zone, but also he's not healthy. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. The stress fracture is not going to get better until there's no stress on it. And that means him not playing football. The problem is the Washington football team's record is not going to allow that to happen. And what I'm most concerned with is once they are really mm. in the next couple of weeks fading out of this, where is Antonio Gibson? 
in deeper leagues, I would be low-key adding Jared Patterson right now for nothing, for a buck, if, just to see what happens over these next few weeks because you could very well have a very similar situation to what happened last year with the Bengals. If you recall, once Joe Burrow wasn't around and Joe Mixon's health wasn't good, there was no reason to force Joe Mixon to come back. There's no reason to force Antonio Gibson to come back. You got another couple of years in the contract of Antonio Gibson. So for me, Patterson, McKissick, those guys could get some play. I know they were working out carry on Johnson, I think, this week, but I don't want to get down that road anytime soon. But Patterson, especially in a 14-team league, that's an interesting guy to roster because there is that potential there down the stretch where he could work his way in, and they might say, hey, let's see what we have in this kid, and then we have a little bit of valuation of, is he our backup running back next year? Do we go with him and McKissick or one of the two? Gibson's going to be their long-term guy. I think it's a great buy low opportunity in dynasty and keeper leagues on Gibson, but I think it's an absolute, this might be your last window to sell and redraft leagues and see what you can get back for Gibson because I am really concerned with the health and where the direction of this team is going. All right. I, I know there's a big flag football weekend for you. There's a big <laughs> little league weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Sunday is Halloween. Last year, we did none of that. Uh, it, you're you're a costume guy, from my understanding. So have have you decided on something this Sunday for Halloween? I have. I don't know if I'm allowed to wear a costume, but I do have a costume I'm ready to wear. Uh, but I have to wait for approval from Craig Mish before I can wear it. I don't know if I have to run. Well, that was me last year. Don't blame that one on me. That was that. Well, well, I thought the that segment was, was great. The Thanos segment we. Did. I thought the Thanos Thanos segment was terrific too. I, I mean, what's it. better than snapping and getting rid of one of two players and cutting their rosters? That was your in- idea too. It was great. It was very good. You know what? I'm probably going to be resurrecting that on the live stream of Fantasy Pros just because it's a good bit. But I promise you, I'll have a new costume and I'll be ready to go here on Sunday if. Again, the powers that be allow me to cosplay a little bit up here. Yeah, and it won't be, be Robert Sala, who my youngest daughter said I should be for Halloween. <laughs> it's not bad. No one would know who that is, though. All right. Uh, okay, Joe, have a good weekend. I'll see you again on Sunday morning. Always a pleasure, Greg. All right. At Joe P's of PS17 over at Fantasy Pros. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today. Stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, it's only happened about an hour ago, so, um, you know, we didn't turn it around for you here on this show. But essentially, Davis, Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, has just got, you know, basically just pummeled today with questions again about Tua, Tagovailoa, and potential trades. And he did say, after much thought and deliberation, that Tua would be the Dolphins quarterback, barring an injury the remainder of the season. So seemingly if he was, I mean, here's what's so crazy. If he was willing to do this today, why didn't he do it three weeks ago? <laughs> he could have very easily done that. We wouldn't be talking about this. 
I mean, I'm I'm completely with you, and I've been with you the entire time. This is a nightmare. The Dolphins are making a huge mess of this. I, I guess the Texans don't really care since they didn't have any illusions that they were going to be a competitive team. You know, just like who cares about the Davis Mills, Deshaun Watson, Tyrod Taylor controversy? Right. Like everyone in that locker room is just there to get their checks, right? Like the the you know, uh, Brandon Cooks and uh, David Johnson are not showing up to work real perturbed because they don't know what the deal is with the quarterback like everyone in that locker room there we're get we're cashing our checks we're doing our thing and we're we're uh, we're gonna see if we can get another contract but the dolphins came into the season thinking we can win the division the patriots are vulnerable the jets suck you know who know like that there we should maybe be able to get a wild card you know none of that stuff's gonna happen for them now and they have the most valuable resource in all of football, which is an above average or even an average quarterback, right? Tua, I think we can at least kindly say is close to average, and he's on a rookie contract. They, this should be the biggest competitive advantage in professional sports, and they're just wasting it. And not only are they wasting it, they're trying to spend multiple draft picks on a quarterback who's like 50-50 to be in jail at this time next year. So I, it's just a mess, and, and I am giving – the Dolphins coaching staff, front office ownership, I'm giving them all an F minus on all of this. I mean, just a total nightmare up and down. Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's really incredible. And and you think about this, Davis, if you took 100 people, and, and of, of the people, we can take all the people from a sports grid, 50, you know, 40 of your friends, 40 of my friends, before the season, and said, everybody needs to put in $1,000, and we're going to tell you the Dolphins record. We're going to give you two choices. And October 29th, here are the choices. One and six or six and one? How many of the hundred would have picked six and one? Probably all, right? Most? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people were, people thought they were going to be fine and they are, they're not fine. They are a, a huge mess and they never should have gotten the wandering eye. Just, I mean, that's just straight up. And again, if I was a betting man, I would bet that this was all coming from ownership and that the front office would not want to be giving up all these assets for a quarterback in a weird situation. But when the guy who whose name is on all the checks wants something, uh, you know, that guy is 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 gonna at least get his voice heard in the in the the meeting rooms. Yeah. Steve Ross, the uh, owner of the Dolphins, who you're alluding to, went to Michigan, is a booster at Michigan, and that ironically is how we begin here in this fantasy or reality. <laughs> All right, Davis, so Michigan Wolverines taking on the Michigan State Spartans. I don't think anybody had these two teams in the top eight at this point of the season. Did you, I mean, Michigan State, Davis, last year was a complete disaster, and they're number eight in the country. Like, I don't even think that I realized that they were this high up, but it's been that kind of year in college football, a lot of losses. Number six versus number eight. It is the biggest college football game of the season, Davis. Is this fantasy or reality? Okay, quick question before I answer. Are you saying this is the biggest game of the season thus far or the biggest yeah. game? Okay, okay, good, good answer. So the answer, I was actually prepared to FUD this because I hate the Big Ten. I'm like the biggest Big Ten is boring who wants to watch these games guy that there is. But this is actually reality. This is the biggest game that we have seen. Uh, you know, if we want to do a little bit of hindsight analysis, the game that's going to end up being the biggest results wise is going to be that Alabama Texas A&M game because yep. of what the that you know that Georgia Alabama SEC conference championship game is if Alabama loses that you cannot have a two loss Alabama team in in the playoffs right you you just cannot justify it so that game that's looming is going to be huge but up until this point of the season it is the biggest game and credit where credit is due Michigan State is not uh, your dad's Michigan State, which which is, you know, sort of interesting, right? They uh, are gaining 453 yards on offense, and they're actually mm -hmm. passing the ball a little bit, a little bit. This guy, Peyton Thorne, 183 passing attempts. You know, obviously they're running a ton with Kenneth Walker, but they actually have real wide receivers in Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor, and Trey Mosley. So we, we like to see that. Uh, you know, of course, Michigan is is not doing the same thing. They are uh, Michigan is just is just running the ball um, a ton. You know, they they 
five five passing touchdowns on the season for their for their starting quarterback. Lots of touches for Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. But yes, this is a reality until we get to the Big Twelve and the SEC conference championship games. Well, you know, okay, okay. First of all, this is a reality. It shouldn't be. You're right. I mean, neither of these two teams is winning the championship, but what it does do is, <clears throat> excuse me, especially on the side of the Wolverines. If the Wolverines beat Michigan State on the road, they have a great shot to play in the playoff. But guess what? In two weeks, we're going to be doing this again because guess who plays Michigan in a few, maybe it's three weeks. It's Ohio State, right? And so yeah. that is going to be <laughs> the biggest game of the season because if Ohio State beats Michigan, then Ohio State probably going to jump in into the top four. So it is a reality now. It, it really stinks because I could care less about these teams. I don't think either of them is going to win a championship. Whoever ends up having to play the top to Georgia or the top team in the SEC, maybe it's Alabama. Maybe Alabama beats Georgia and they're the number one team in the, uh, in the, in the playoff or Oklahoma or somebody else. Uh, these two teams are not winning championships. But as of right now, as it stands, it is the biggest game of the season. I thought we'd be doing the uh, maybe the LSU-Abama game as the biggest. Maybe Florida versus Georgia this week. Maybe that would be the biggest. It's not the case. Um, and there really isn't a Pac-12 game I don't see out there that would be bigger than this. So it is a reality uh, on this for, for sure. It, it's an elimination game for the, for the college football playoff. Whoever loses is not going to get in. Okay. Let's move on to uh, card games. The 500th anniversary edition of uh, Uno is out. And of course, Giannis is very heavily involved in this, funnily enough. Uh, Uno is a game that I definitely know how to play. My kids have played as well. But Davis, let's ask the question. Uno is the best card game out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me, this has got to be no, because the best card game is Texas Hold'em, right? I mean, I, it, are we, are we counting that as a card game? I sure. mean, I, yeah, I would I say, that's yeah, that, yeah, that's a card game. The best, the best card game is, uh, No Limit Texas Hold'em. That's my favorite game. If, if I, if you say you, you could play one card game for now, uh, and that's it, that's the only game you could play, it would definitely be that. Uh, Uno, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a huge strategy game. I love games where you, you know, you get to implement a little bit of game theory and strategy. Now it's like a good family game, right? If you're sitting down for family right. game night, it's a good one mm -hmm. because people know how to play it. You know, you don't, you don't want to teach your, your, uh, your great aunt Sally how to play No Limit Texas Hold'em. But uh, for me, this is a fantasy. No Limit Texas Hold'em is the best card game. Yeah, this is also a fantasy for me. You know, what's interesting is that I don't play it anymore, but I think in college I did play like Magic the Gathering. Like I think I did play that, like some sort of Dungeons and Dragons version. Uh, I don't remember what game the name of the game was, but I really enjoyed it playing in college with our friends. I think we would like play until like four in the morning. It was insane. Uh, and, and I do like Texas Hold'em as well. I would put that above Uno. But my number one favorite game would be playing poker. I could just sit for hours at the table, and as long as I have money in my pocket and, and I'm playing smart, uh, you know, I don't always, always win, of course. I mean, sometimes there's losses, but I sort of know how to play conservatively to make the time go by. And I think that's kind of part of it when, when you're playing table games. So, yeah, there are different categories. It's a fair question for you to ask. But Uno uh, is a fantasy. It is not the best card game, but it is fun. And we do play with, with our kids here several times many times uh my younger son actually likes playing it a little bit he loves you know giving us the card where we have to pick four more cards and he's happy he's got it you know we got we, we stink we gotta keep eating cards so it's, it's a fun game for sure but not the best card game no i'll say fantasy all right finally we get to the point where it's back tiger king 2 is getting ready to come out here on netflix it was a major subject davis of sports grid programming here with myself and Joe Ranieri during the pandemic. We we did segments, Davis, on Tiger King. There was no sports. We were doing the best stadiums in the history uh, of sports, the best teams in the history of sports. Sports Grid was kind enough to keep us all employed and on the air <laughs> during the entire pandemic, and we were making up programming as it went along. I, I hate reviewing that time, Davis. It was really, really tough. I feel like we made the best of it, but it was very difficult. Tiger King came along, Davis, and, and this is what we were talking about. We would be, Joe Ranieri and I would lead off the show, talking about the episodes, talking about what happened. There was just nothing else on. Fantasy or reality, you will watch Tiger King 2. 
You know, I feel like I guess I probably will watch this. Uh, you know, I won't watch it because I'm like super excited about it. I, I think it's like, oh, you know, this great thing, like this great content. But like in, in a weird way, there is um, there's like kind of nostalgia for that period of time. Right. Like not even not even like good nostalgia, but we kind of just no. all remember <laughs> like we remember that moment in our lives yes. more than anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like yeah. I remember like, OK, I remember uh what you know the the food we were eating i remember like oh you started exercising at home instead of going to the gym i remember work change right we were we were doing the same thing we did the the daily roto hour where we were you know just totally making up content um you know every every single day like so much nfl draft content got deeper into the nfl draft than uh than i think i could have ever imagined uh, but yeah, I will. I this is a reality. I'll probably watch it. What is it even about? Like, is it? It's like him in prison. Like, I what? What is even the subject material? Yeah, yeah. Some uh, some of it is recorded calls from prison, but mostly it's what happened after he went to prison, where the other people had the 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 tiger place and they lost it, and then this Carol Baskin. There's like more like stories about her and the husband who died. They may have found the reason why. Um, I don't know, but look, this is a reality. I will watch it. It is something that it'll give me and my wife, you know, time together watching. Just trying to get everything done with television. The so I'll definitely see was it. That, was that stuff? But yeah, the word you used is nostalgia. Definitely bad nostalgia. I think the people who did the best off the pandemic were the people who made this Tiger King because it literally dropped as we dropped, right? Like it really just came out as we're like, oh, we're stuck here, okay, for like months. So we're gonna have to watch this. It's the only new programming out. Uh, was it enjoyable to watch? Yes, it was compelling. I remember, you know, waiting and, and going to the next episode and, and binging it a little bit too. But I don't wanna go back to that time of uh of just doing nothing forever it was a really really rough uh, period of time but reality i will watch tiger king uh tiger king 2 for sure all right we got to take a quick break sports grid 60 is next and then we are done for the day here on this friday i'll be back sunday morning 8 a.m eastern for the fantasy sports today sunday morning edition but with that we'll take a quick time out stay on the grid we're back in two minutes SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, it looks like Robert Tunyon is going to miss the remainder of the season. The tight end of the Packers agent tweeted out that he has a torn ACL. So Mercedes Lewis is a possibility. My gosh, as the backup tight end for uh, for Green Bay, uh, it's been hard for them to find good tight ends through the years. No doubt about that. All right, let's turn it over to Davis as he ends our week with the Sports Grid 60. 
All right. So, uh, you know, a, a thing we do on this show a lot is we, we kind of have fun with the fact that Craig and I are uh, not exactly the same age. But uh, every once in a while, I have one of those moments that makes me feel like I am closer to Craig's age than, uh, than some of my Gen Y compatriots, which is uh, a realization I had this morning that Nirvana's Nevermind is over 30 years old, right? Just happened in September. That is the same distance in 1990 from what we would consider like just ancient oldies at this point, right? Like doo-wop. And I mean, this is before the Beatles. This is before all of this. So I, I had the realization this morning as I saw someone tweet that Nirvana's Nevermind was over 30 years old that one of my one of my favorite albums of all time is now a straight up oldie. Yep, no doubt. Great album, uh, for sure, too. Uh, I wrote an article uh, for the Miami Herald this morning about uh, Marlins pitching coach Mel Stottlemyre Jr., who is undergoing a battle with uh, prostate cancer and, uh, and recently had surgery to remove his prostate, also his lymph nodes removed, and is on the road to recovery and is going to be uh, the pitching coach for the Marlins once again in 2022. I got to tell you, you know, sometimes I wonder how I got here when when I'm doing stories like that. Like it, it does sort of hit you a little bit when someone is telling you their story, both personally and professional, how fortunate I feel to be trusted on that sort of level. And certainly I wish the Stottlemyre family all the best of health and hopefully see Stott back in 2022. Thank you to John for filling in today. Great job, John. Thanks to LTN. Thanks to my co-host, Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. See you Monday. Great, great. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming, odds, and more. The others, not this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.